0: Morning Motivation is brought to you by The Great Discovery. The Great Discovery is an exciting new e-learning and e-earning platform allowing experts to connect with audiences around the world in over 20 languages. Link in the show notes for details. Good morning, my friends. Welcome to the second Sunday update. I probably won't number them, but last week was the first. This one's the second. That's kind of cool. I want to share with you some updates, some good news going on in my life. I didn't hear anything back from you guys over the last week of celebrations you have to share. Otherwise, I would share some of yours. So please do let me know what is exciting and happy and making you feel good in your life right now so that I can share it with our community. I love to do that. Uh, You may notice the sound quality is a bit different when I record these than when I do the regular ones. It is because I record these on a lavalier mic because I like to walk around while I do it, because that's how I roll. So uh, if it sounds a little bit echoey, it's because I'm not using the same quality of mic, but I didn't hear any complaints that people can't hear me. So I'm going to assume it's good enough, and I'm going to do the way I like to do it, and it's fun for me. So uh, that's... What it's all about. Fun for me. Well, and giving you a little bit of value as well, I would hope. So today is Easter. Happy Easter. Christ is risen. What the heck does that mean? We'll actually talk about that in a minute. We're going to go into a little bit of a spiritual area today uh, after I get through a couple updates. So a couple updates. Conference 21. I run a conference called Conference 21. It is a virtual conference with all the best parts of a live one. What that means is we have dozens of fantastic speakers. As I record this, I think we have 44 signed up. I'm aiming for 60, but 44 is great, too. But applications are still open until April 15th. So if you know someone who would be a great speaker, if you think you'd be a great speaker, if you have something to contribute, go to speaker.conference21.com. Now, a lot of people ask me things like, well, who are the other speakers or what do people want to hear? Wrong question. What do you want to to share, Do you have knowledge and expertise and information to share with the world that you can teach to an audience that would fill an hour that if somebody listened to it, they would say, I am better for having received this hour of information. If that is you, I want you at conference 21. Don't worry about what the audience wants to hear. Give the speech you are meant to give, give the presentation you are meant to give, and the audience will find you. This is absolutely what happened in February. The people who gave authentic speeches, authentic talks about their greatness, their expertise, got a good audience. They engaged with some people, made good connections. The people who tried to reach for the audience and the people who tried to speak to what they thought people wanted to hear did not get as good a result for themselves as those who are authentic. So if you have something to share, if you have some greatness you want to talk about, if you have something to teach, go to speaker.conference21.com. And we have a full range of speakers. Some of them are newbies. They've never spoken before. This is the first time they're speaking. And some of them are TEDx speakers who are professional speakers traveling the country. we got a whole range. Some people need to hear the message that newbie has. Some people want to hear the message that professional speaker has. There's something for everyone there, and they're all recorded. So while you have to choose what to listen to live, everyone gets uh, gets the chance to be heard at some point. So it's definitely worth being a part of. Incredible community of speakers to be part of. It's just a wonderful opportunity. And, and I love it because I get to be at the center of meeting all these amazing people and talking to them and learning from them. And it is fantastic. Speaking of learning from people, I'm completing my coaching certification through uh, Eric Ben Susson's coaching course this week, which I'm really excited about. That's going to open up some doors in my coaching career. So that's exciting. And of course, uh, I'm still going to be doing private coaching, uh, individual basis. So if, if you would like to speak with me, uh, you can always we can always do a f- complimentary free coaching session and explore one area so we can determine if if you're someone I want to work with, I'm someone you want to work with, and if so, we can uh, go ahead and do that. And I'm still at that phase in my coaching career where coaches tell me I don't charge nearly enough. So now's a great time to reach me because if you come back to me in a few years, I might be charging more. I don't know. So uh if if you believe that I could be a benefit to you, then I do encourage you to reach out, Michael at guy who dot com. All right, so we're gonna talk at the end about how you can support this podcast and keep this going, get more content if you like it. But let's talk a little bit about Easter. Let's talk about Easter. So most people know what Easter is. Easter is the celebration of a magical bunny who emerges from a burrow and banishes winter and brings forth spring by laying eggs all over the countryside. No, that is not what Easter is about at all. Most people do not know what Easter is about. Even many Christians do not know what Easter is about. I was late into my teens, possibly into my 20s. Before I realize, before someone point out to me, that Easter is the most important holiday in the Christian calendar. Did you know that? Hopefully you did. Maybe you didn't. But Easter is the most important holiday in the Christian calendar. So, why is that? Because it is what made it all happen. The Gospels are the story leading up to why Jesus was important. And why his sacrifice was important. Acts, which is kind of the Gospels, the sequel, is all about what happened afterwards and what built out of that. And the epistles are an explanation of what it all means and what you should do about it. But it all comes down to that one point of Christ died and rose. Now, one thing that confuses us in the modern world is we are surrounded by mythology. Surrounded by it. We know the mythologies of all kinds of different religions. We know our own modern mythology, which is what Hollywood produces, Star Wars and Lord of the Rings, and that's, that's our modern mythology. Those are our, our modern tales. So this idea of, of this guy died and rose from the dead, we're like, well, yeah, that's pretty cool, but, you know, hasn't happened a bunch of other times? No. <laughs> Not in the biblical story. You need to realize that from the perspective of early Christians, people rising from the dead wasn't a thing. That wasn't a thing that happened. Not in their story. They were, they were Jewish. So pretty much whatever is in the Old Testament of the Bible, that is their story. When people died, they stayed dead. The reason why the sacrifice is so important is that prior to that, in order to get close to God, you had to sacrifice humans are dripping with sin all the time. Sin is anything that separates us from God. So we are naturally sinful because we are not divine. This is what they teach. And this doesn't mean bad, it means not divine. It means not God. But you want to be more like God, closer to God so that so that you can be so that you can have that uh, connection. You know God's pretty cool. You want to be close to them, you want to be in the cool kids club. To do that, you had to sanctify yourself, purify yourself in a bunch of ways, mostly which involved killing animals. A lot of sacrifices necessary to sanctify yourself for God. A lot of animals died for this. Most of them were eaten, so it's not like they were just killed and thrown away, but a lot of animals sacrificed for this purpose. So the concept of Christ's sacrifice is one big sacrifice to purify Everybody. Everybody. Whether you know it or not. Everybody. So this is the idea of Easter. Christ died. Now, Christ said, I'm dying for all of you, and this is a sacrifice, and so you're all going to be purified. But, you know, this is a guy saying a thing and then dying. What's that mean? When he comes back from the dead, That means, oh, this guy knew what he was talking about. He wasn't blowing smoke. He actually sacrificed himself for us. He was actually the son of God. That gives it power. We are now all forgiven. We just have to accept it. Now, there's different interpretations uh, of what that means, what you have to do, if you have to simply accept it, if you have to do works, if you have this, that. We're not going to get into the theology of it. It's not important. The point is universal forgiveness. God forgives your sins, and all you have to do is accept Christ's sacrifice, and your sins are forgiven. Now, some people will then say, well, isn't that a free pass to sin? Isn't that a free pass to do bad things? It's not, because if you're accepting Christ's sacrifice, and then you sin again, you know you are not living in integrity with yourself, because you have embraced his sacrifice. You have said, Christ, I'm with you. I'm in this. This is pretty cool. I want the forgiveness. You can't then run around, do some bad things, be like, hey, Grace, yeah, I did some bad stuff again. What's up? Now, if you fall, if you accidentally, you get caught up in the moment, whatever, and then you go back and you say, I need, I need to be forgiven again. That's a different thing. But you can't go out and say, Grace got my back. I'm already forgiven for everything. I got a free pass, so woohoo, party time. That's not how it works. If you do that, you haven't embraced. You have not embraced forgiveness. Now, this is not supposed to be a sermon. This is not about being a sermon. Um, so I, I have an expression that just because it doesn't happen doesn't mean it's not true. I don't know if Christ was actually sacrificed and actually rose from the dead three days later, and if any of this actually happened but it feels pretty true, this idea of forgiveness. You don't have to believe in Christ. You don't have to believe in the resurrection. You don't have to believe in the Bible to believe in the power of forgiveness, especially if we're talking about forgiving yourself. And this is the point I'm coming to. Christ, God, forgave everyone in the Bible. That was a pretty big deal. But many of us have a lot of trouble forgiving ourselves. We have trouble forgiving ourselves for our pasts. We have trouble forgiving ourselves for our needs. We have trouble forgiving ourselves for our failings. What am I talking about? Is there something in your past that you are still holding on to, that you still feel bad about? And if you still feel bad about it, do you still feel you need to make amends for it in some way, on an ongoing basis you just can't get that forgiveness. Can you forgive yourself for your needs? Many, many people in business, solopreneurs, have trouble charging what they're worth for their work because they feel guilty wanting money. They feel like they're being selfish. They feel like they're being selfish because You know, what I'm doing isn't that really that good anyway, and it's kind of a God-given gift. I kind of really should be giving it away, because I should be giving it to the world. You know, I'm meant to do good for the world, but, you know, I shouldn't be asking for money for that. And you need to forgive yourself for having needs before you can accept that you have needs, and then ask for those needs to be fulfilled. You need to forgive yourself when you fail. We fail a lot. If you're not failing, it's because you're not trying. The most successful people in the world fail more than they succeed. That's how they learn. Nobody just hits it out of the park every single time. Someone said this to me, and it really stuck with me a long time ago, which is, what do you call, where do you put a baseball player with a 300 average? Sorry, said that wrong. Where do you put a baseball player who strikes out 7 out of 10 times? There we go. Gave away the punchline. Where do you put a baseball player who strikes out 7 out of 10 times? In the Hall of Fame. That's a 300 average. Damn. Striking out 7 out of 10 times isn't bad. It's normal. It means you're trying. But a lot of people don't even try 10 times. So they never get the three successes. So you need to forgive yourself when you fail. You need to forgive yourself for having needs. You need to forgive yourself for needing to pay the rent. For wanting to eat food. Well, probably needing to eat food. Not only that, you need to forgive yourself for wanting to take a vacation now and then. You need to forgive yourself for wanting to take some time off. You need to forgive yourself for being tired after you work hard. You need to forgive yourself for being a frail human who sometimes gets sick or might have conditions you have to deal with. And you need to forgive yourself for not having been perfect in your past. We have all failed in our past. We have all done something wrong at some point in our past, and most of us have hurt someone in that process. We did not mean to, but we did. And you're probably listening to this saying, Michael, why are you talking to me specifically? I'm not talking about you, I'm talking about me. But it's happened to all of us. We have done something in the past where we hurt someone, and that's usually, if we are good and moral and ethical people, what sticks with us and what we really feel bad about over time. We may feel bad about lost opportunities, those mistakes, but for me, the things that I think back 10, 15, 20 years that are still sticking in my mind, that I have to repeatedly remind myself I should forgive myself for, are not the opportunities I lost, but the people I hurt through what I didn't know at the time. Now, we're all doing the best we can with what we have at the time. I think I spoke about this in, uh, I don't know if it was last week or next week, uh, but one of the Morning Motivations talks about this. We're all doing the best we can with what we have at the time. Sometimes you're tired. Sometimes you're stressed out. Sometimes you're scared. Sometimes you're panicking. And you do the wrong thing. But you do the best you can then. And we often compare what we do in the moment to what we would have done with hours of preparation and coaching and support and the benefit of hindsight. And thus, when you measure yourself that way, you look like a bum. You look like kind of a loser. But if you measure yourself against what you had at the moment and what you could do right then, you will realize you're pretty good. You did the best you could at the time, and you can forgive yourself for that. That is my point here. Learn to forgive yourself. Learn to forgive yourself for the things you've done in your past. Learn to forgive yourself for having needs. Forgive yourself for asking for money. Forgive yourself for the fact that because you have needs, you need to charge for your services. When you think about the people, we hear these stories about people who are, who are giving away their services. You know, Mother Teresa gave to the poor. Mother Teresa was bankrolled by the church. She was a nun. She didn't have to pay rent. She didn't have to drive Uber so she could do her work. She was bankrolled. A lot of these people we look up to as being so generous from history are nobles. They could have the time to do this because they had slaves working their land, serfs, but pretty close, working their land, generating wealth, and then they took that wealth and were able to live off it so they could generously give these works. Well, you don't have slaves supporting you, I hope, and if you do, and that's what's letting you do good and giving you guilt, well, you should probably free your slaves. I imagine no one listening to this has slaves, but if you do, you should probably free them. That would be the first step in moving forward. But my point is that so many of these people we look to and say, why could they give so much and I can give so little? Because they had so much. Most of the people you hear about were some form of rich. Some form of financially independent. If you're not, that's okay. You don't have to be financially independent to do good in the world. And if you're not financially independent, it may mean you need to get paid for your work. It may mean you need to charge. You need to charge what you're worth. And here's the issue with not charging what you're worth. If you have a gift, if you have greatness to share with the world, if you have goodness to offer and it makes people's lives better, and you don't charge enough for it, you can't keep doing it. If you are spending 20 hours a week delivering pizzas or working in an office or driving DoorDash or whatever... That's 20 hours a week you're not spending producing content. It's 20 hours a week you're not spending doing the work you're meant to do because you have to support yourself with it. And that only happens because you're not getting money for your work. So if you have clients and you're undercharging them, you're not doing them any favors because you're getting tired doing all this other work. And you may be doing that client a favor, but you're certainly not doing the world a favor because you're not able to help more people because your business isn't solvent. You can't ramp it up and do more and more good in the world because you can't afford to. So forgive yourself for having needs. Now, I'm not saying there's anything wrong with doing good work and supporting it with DoorDash or whatever it might be. That's fine if that's what you want to do. Forgive yourself for that. Forgive yourself for needing to have a second job. For some people, that's, that's simply how it works. They say, you know what? I'm going to go, I'm going to do this job. It's going to make my money. That's going to be my noble estate that supports me. And then I'm going to do this good work over here. I'm not going to worry about how to monetize it. Right? And as entrepreneurs, we sometimes feel like that is failing. Well, if I was so good, I'd be making money at my business. But I'm not making money at my business, so I'm a loser. Because we live in capitalism, and it's all about the almighty dollar. And that's how we measure everything. It's not true. We have an opportunity today, especially now with gig work, that you can do any number of gig services. You can make your living and support yourself in the, the hours that don't get in the way of your mission work. And then you can fulfill your mission, supported by that work you do. And there is absolutely nothing wrong with that. You don't necessarily need to be focused on how do I make money out of my mission. Maybe you can't. That's okay. Focus on the mission. Take off the pressure. Forgive yourself for how you're doing things. Do what is in integrity with your values. And once you're doing that, that's all there is to it. So I hope you have found this valuable. Yeah, and let's see how long, how long we've been talking now. 20 minutes. All right. This has been quite a, quite a story. I'd love to hear your feedback. Michael at com. Did you get this far in the message? Did you listen this long or did you stop listening? Well, if you stop listening, you're not hearing this. So you're probably not giving me feedback, but I want your feedback. Did you listen this far? Was it valuable? Was it, did it make sense? What did you get out of it? Alright, that is the most valuable way you can thank me for this. If you want to be like, Michael, this was great. I want more of it. Email me. If I don't get any feedback, I'm going to stop doing it because I'm not doing it for myself. Well, I am. I kind of enjoy it. But I want to make sure that if I'm doing this, I'm doing it where people are hearing it and enjoying it and getting value out of it. If it's not working, I'm going to go do something else. So, I definitely want that feedback. I would also like to ask for your support, as I alluded to in my pontifications. Time I spend making money, separate from my work, is time I'm not producing content. I could produce more content if I had more income. So, I have a Patreon set up, patreon.com slash guy who knows a guy. Uh, it does give you access to the $9 courses. I haven't produced one of those in a while because I'm really kind of waiting for people to tell me what they want to hear and what they want to learn from me. Um, so I'm not guaranteeing you're going to get particular concrete value out of the Patreon. But if you support me through the Patreon, it frees up my time to produce more content. So if you want more content, if you would like me to write another book, if you would like me to produce more blog articles, if you'd like me to... to uh, record more videos. Whatever it is you're looking for, support the Patreon, free up my time. I'll produce more content. And if not, that's fine. You don't have to. If you're like, nope, I'm going to take what I'm getting for free, and that's enough for me. And uh, I forgive myself for not supporting Michael anyway. That's all right. You can do that. I forgive you too. Nobody's going to be upset. Uh, I do want your feedback, though. That costs nothing and is very, very important. Michael at com. Let me know what you think about this Sunday format and uh, how it can be better and what you want to hear about and uh, what you liked, what you didn't like, and all the rest. That is very important to me because I want to make sure I'm not talking to myself here. So I am Michael Whitehouse. I'm the guy who knows a guy. Uh, if you stumble across this in some other way, you can find and sign up for the email... To get the daily motivation, morning motivation at morningmotivation.fun. Uh the other six days a week, if this is the first episode you've heard, are two to five minute motivational messages, giving you me a little shot, a little boost of energy, getting you all fired up for the day. Uh Sunday, I realize people are probably not getting out of bed and, and doing something dramatic and exciting, so I'm doing this, um, this longer form. Uh, longer for more, and more sermony, you know, Sunday sermon. Might just call it a Sunday sermon. I don't know. Maybe I won't. I don't know. Give me feedback. What do you think? Um, but so if you sign up, you get the email every single morning letting you know about the day's message. You can just click on it and I'll find it through your podcast, uh, or you can find it through wherever you find podcasts. Morning Motivation with Michael Whitehouse. I think that'll find it. I've had a little trouble searching it up myself, but, uh, the easiest way to do it is certainly just to go to morningmotivation.fun and something else you should do to support the podcast is share morningmotivation.fun with everybody. Everybody. Share it on Facebook. Share it on LinkedIn. Share it on TikTok. Share it on Twitter. Share it everywhere. Share it with all the people. Let them know what this is all about. I'm Michael Whitehouse. I thank you so much for listening, and I look forward to reading your feedback.